Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about what Jesus says about healing. Well, I think this is what it means to be a Christian, right? And this podcast exists for, uh, the tagline says, well, what does it mean to be a Christian Monday through Saturday? Right. What does it mean to be a Christian not on the normal day of worship, the dedicated day to Christian things? Um, And I think part of that is living with a worldview where in a non-cheesy way, you literally ask the question, what would Jesus do? Sure. And in asking that, what you're saying is, I'm giving my life over to a commitment to try to do things the way that Jesus did them. And so it makes the most sense that in any conversation of healing, you would look at what Jesus has to say about healing. Sure. And here's what I've noticed about Jesus in healing. This is a much greater scheme conversation. We're going to look at a specific story. But 90%, I don't know, I can't give hard statistics, Majority of the time where there's a story recorded about Jesus healing someone, the Greek word that's used for healing is sozo, Mm. which is the word that we get soteriology from. Yeah. It means salvation. Right. It means to be saved. That's why it's always connected to like a forgiveness element too. Okay, so that is, I set that up because we're going to see a similar connection in our story today, but it uses a different word for healing. It does not use sozo. It does not use the word for salvation. However, those examples exist aplenty. Sure. Jesus has connected your physical healing to your spiritual healing Mm -hmm. in most of his conversations. Yeah. So here's how the story unfolds. This is in Luke's gospel, beginning in verse or in chapter five. And Jesus heals a paralytic. This is a famous story. It's recorded in several of the gospels. The text says, one day while he was teaching Jesus, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting nearby. They had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. That word is not sozo. It is a different word for healing, and it means to heal, like a medical healing, like a doctor would heal. It is a medical term. Luke is a doctor. That is a very educated medical term that is not the vernacular word for healing Mm. luke is communicating a doctoral word for healing Mm. verse 18 just then some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a bed they were trying to bring him in uh and lay him before jesus But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. So they go up and tear the roof off the building to let their friend down in the middle. Yeah. This is that story. Mm -hmm. Okay. When he saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. 
Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to ask the question, Who is this? Who is speaking blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? So Jesus connects his physical healing with his spiritual healing. Yeah. His salvation. Yeah. That these things are connected. Which is also very strange because it's not even the faith of the person that was healed. It was because of the faith of the people that brought him because of their faith. That's what another version of the Gospels, of that story in another Gospel tells us. Yeah. Well, no, it even says here, um, when he saw their faith, he said, friend, your your sins are forgiven. Their faith. Oh, yeah. So it is including the faith of the friends. It's yeah. not exclusive to the faith of the friends in this one. No, but because um, of their faith, you yeah. are forgiven. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, um, Jesus has connected it to the point that the Pharisees are asking questions, going, hey, how can you do it? This is blasphemy. You can't forgive sin. Mm. it's cool that you can heal that guy, but you can't forgive sins. You can't connect those together unless you're God. God's the only one that can forgive sins. Sure. And this is what Jesus responds with. Jesus, Jesus be coming with his clap back. Verse 23, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say, stand up and walk. Clayton, which one's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven. Is it? I mean. Say it. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Or get up and walk. Stand up and walk. Yeah, I mean, like physically easier to say stand up and walk. Yeah. Yeah, so why is it easier? Why does Jesus say the other one's easier? Because of verse 24. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, stand up and take your bed and go to your home. Immediately he stood up before them, took what he had been lying on, and went to his home, glorifying God. Amazement seized all of them, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen strange things today. Jesus shows up in here and says, It's easier for me to say your sins are forgiven because I'm on a message of I'm here for restoration. Yeah. They're looking for their rules. They're looking for how do we make people conform. Though conformity, corruption, uniformity, forcing someone to express themselves in a certain way, that's death. That's an experience of death. Silencing someone in their voice, all of those things are experiences of death. Um, And so... Jesus rolls up in here. And as these people are fighting over this about their rules, whatever, Jesus is out here healing people and connecting their physical healing, their bodily healing 
to their spiritual healing. And getting religious folk, getting on religious folk about their skepticism to it. And he's doing it all saying that he can forgive sins because he's out here in pursuit of restoration. And so it's not actually that it's easier to say stand up and walk. It's easier because his mind is on pursuits of life and resurrection. Sure. It's easier because that's the way his mind thinks. It's always like, hey, dude, your friends, are, your sins are forgiven. Like your faith, I can see it in you. Your sins are forgiven. You got it. He didn't need to say a prayer. He didn't need to make a confession. I can mm. see it in you. I can see something in you. This is an art, not a science here. Your sins are forgiven, bro. And that man leaves walking and glorifying God. Yeah. That's what we want everybody to do. Sure. We want everybody on their way in pursuit of life and liberation, glorifying God, bringing glory to God, that God is in the business of providing life and liberation. Yeah. Um. And that's the story that Luke chooses to use to set up a conversation that Luke, that Jesus has right after that in Luke's storytelling of it. Mm. Um, is it right after it? And this is how that story goes. Verse 27. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house, for Jesus. And there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? See, they'd be on their bullshit again. Mm -hmm. They are out here trying to live by their rules. Yeah. Science, not an art. This is an art. Verse 31. Jesus answered, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Yeah. The whole thing, I think, is a setup for you that... This is about pursuing restoration. In this world, on this side of death, our experience, our pocket of heaven is restoration. Mm -hmm. Because we've been broken by the effects of death. We are all yep. headed to death. Um, and so our journey in this life is one of restoration. Sure. And part of that restoration, part of that journey to restoration is repentance. And I think repentance is a lifestyle. I sure. Don't, I don't think that is a one-off act. I think it is a lifestyle that contains some one-off acts. Um, yeah. But I also think it is a lifestyle committed to, hey, I'm repenting from things that I do that do not reflect the person of Jesus. Um. And I'm trying not to commit those same acts again. Sure. Um, 
And so when Jesus says, I've come to call not the righteous but sinners to repentance. Remember I said Jesus be on his bullshit? Jesus has lots of really good things to say about righteousness mm-hmm. and righteous people. I don't think Jesus is upset with righteousness. I think Jesus values righteousness. Yeah. Being in right standing with the people in your community and God. I think Jesus really values that. Sure. I think Jesus is using this in a clapback way, in a you righteous people. Mm-hmm. I didn't come to call you, you self-righteous, you self-serving, who think you can get there on your own system and science and doing it this way and exploiting people in the process. Yeah. No, I am not interested in you. But I came to call sinners, people who are broken and need some healing, came to call them to repentance so that we can be in pursuit of that healing yeah um jesus connected healing to a way of life Mm -hmm. that was your body that was partying with some sinners and tax collectors at a banquet thrown for jesus by some rich dudes Mm -hmm. um that was offering clap back to the religious folk about healing yeah um Jesus had a lot to say about healing. And I think the thing that I need you to understand, and, you know, this is, you know, once again, great plug for our series that will come out tomorrow uh, called Practicing Presence. Um, We're doing a series right now on that podcast called Divine Love or Self-Love as Divine Love. Um, And along the same lines, um, Jesus is interested in healing you, the person, and all of you, the person. And Jesus thinks that is a holistic journey. Your bodily healing is connected to your spiritual healing. And your spiritual healing is connected to your bodily healing because you are a whole integrated person. And I think... Being that whole integrated person that this entire integrated person is on a journey of healing for healing from the own ways that from their own unique ways that death has impacted them and they're trying to work their own stuff out. And I think Jesus is making Jesus is trying to make space for that. Yeah. Jesus is against the uniformity and demand of the law of the way in which these people are manifesting the law. Um, Jesus wants life and liberation. And I think the thing I love about this is that majority of what you see Jesus doing in the Gospels is healing. Sure. We would be remiss to talk about, have an episode where we talk about Jesus as divine and um, and healing, what mm-hmm. Jesus has to say about healing, and not just mention that throughout the story of the Bible, God has been a healer, mm-hmm. so much so that the Old Testament has a specific name 
that the Hebrew people identified God as healer with? Nova Rafa. Yes. boy. Yeah, exactly. And so throughout the biblical story, what we can tell about God is that God is in the business of healing. Yeah. God is in the business of saving. God is in the business of your best benefit and outlook. Sure. Like your best interest is at the heart of what God is interested in. I also think it's it's really important to remember that like Jesus came to heal the sick and even mm-hmm. the the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they're not excluded from that. No. Because they are still sick. It's just like you have to understand that you are sick. You have to want a doctor before anything can happen. Yeah. Um That's something that I feel like we we've lose sight of quite a bit when we start talking about this like holier than thou type people we end up becoming the holier than thou people when we judge them that that harshly and like don't give them the space to also admit that they're sick and you know what that leads us to that leads us to what we saw on a closer look yesterday that leads us to a corrupt system vowing under God to commit violence to kill someone. Yeah. No, what I think, I think we need to understand about healing is that the presupposition that we have to approach this world with on this side of death is that we live in a broken world. We live in a world that is ripe with death. Every person that exists today will die. Mm-hmm. Or that's the path they're headed on. Without divine intervention, that's the path they're headed for. Sure. This is the problem that Christianity is trying to solve, the problem of death. And we see that throughout the entire biblical story, that God is healing us from those that experience of death. Sure. And sin, that leads to death, right? I think that's a part of it. Um and Jesus spends the majority of his time healing physical wounds, meeting physical needs. What are some of the iconic stories? Jesus raising people from the dead, mm-hmm. resuscitating people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus healing, right? The woman who just touches his cloak and yep. heals. Um, Jesus healing lots of lepers. Mm-hmm. Jesus healing lots of paralytics. Yep. We got one here. Um, the, the pool of Bathsheba. Or not Bathsheba, but uh, Bethsaida. B- yeah, Bethesda. Bethesda. Um, Jesus spends a lot of time healing. Jesus also spends a lot of time performing exorcisms, yeah. which sometimes go hand in hand with a physical healing. Yep. Um, and Jesus spends a lot of time teaching about healing. Mm-hmm. And those are all connected to spirituality. Like, the, it is an amalgamation of all one thing. And Jesus says to some religious folk, I didn't come here for righteous people. I didn't come here for people who thought they had it figured out. I didn't come here for people that are going to tell me how to do it. Mm. Came here to help broken people who need healing. If the church ever loses sight that we are on a mission and journey of healing first and foremost in the name of Jesus, we've missed our calling. 
that is who we need to exist because that is the message of Jesus, that we are first and foremost an institution of healing. Thanks for listening to the Practicing Presence podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.